Welcome to Sticky Sports Side, a sports-based podcast hosted by two best friends. This podcast will dive into the world of professional and collegiate sports with a sprinkle of statistics, betting, and matchup advice alongside a heavy dose of harsh takes and profanity. Let me tell you about Noah, the king of controversial takes. Literally make any argument and he will go against it. And then there's Phil, the king of sharps. He will win you money, and when he doesn't, he won't feel bad about it. Welcome to our world of sports. The sticky side. Let's hop on that gravy train. kind of starting our second season or okay not second third season now i guess hopefully everything will be revamped you guys will enjoy the new content and the new kind of setup that we have uh new intros you guys could hear phil uh i'm very excited to be back very excited to be doing this again uh the nfl draft just happened i can't wait to get into that uh we have nhl playoffs uh starting this week as this podcast is releasing i think one game will, or a few games will already have been played. Super pumped about that. NBA playoffs is going on. Noah likes that more than I do. I think the NBA is a fucking sham. So, I mean, we'll, we'll just dive right into it for you guys. We're going to go into the NFL draft first. Just kind of talk over the first few rounds. We're going to go over rounds one, two, and three. And then in the next podcast, we will touch on some of the later rounds. Although, as you guys know, they might not be as important. We're going to try to find maybe some diamonds in the rough. It could make some noise and a splash here in the NFL coming soon. So, oh, how do you feel about the first couple of rounds? Oh, uh, well, I just want to start with round one. Trayvon Walker going uh, number one overall, I think, is a little bit of a reach. Not because of potential. I think the potential is there. But I think Aiden Hutchinson was the safe play. He has the statistics back it up. He might not, you know, he might not turn into TJ Watt or anything like that, but... Trayvon Walker could end up being a huge bust. So I think that's a very risky, risky play there, in my opinion. I agree with that as well. I think Aiden Hodgson, everyone kind of sold him as the number one overall pick. And with the Jaguars picking Walker, a little bit, little bit of a head scratcher for me. Although I do believe he could have, or he should have won inside the top five. At number one, just, I think they might have taken him a little too soon. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I like the Lions had a fantastic draft. Aiden Hutchinson was a great first round pick. The fact he even dropped to number two was surprising for most people. After that, we have Stingley at quarterback or cornerback. Um, I know a lot of people are questionable over this. I think the Texans did need a corner, and I do think he he kind of fits the bill of what they need. See, I personally think it's not a great pick. I think this is the Texans being the Texans. They have needs that let's just say they need a lot more positions more than a cornerback. And Derek Stingley Jr. only played one year healthy at LSU. So I just want to, like, we have one year of film on this guy, and he was incredible that one year. But how do we know that's what he's going to be in the NFL? I mean, the draft is kind of selling stock on someone. You see someone, no matter what they do in college, um, 
and even in the the combine, the college. What, what's a college game that they play called? McDonald's is that the All American game? No, it's the Under Armour All American game. Or Under Armour. Uh, sorry, McDonald's is uh, basketball, but the Under Armour All American game. Some of these guys play, some of them don't. You're taking gambles on a lot of these players. Yeah, but sure like to me, game. like one year of film is not a lot of film. So to me, I, I think I think it's a reach. And don't get me wrong, he could end up being awesome, and so could Trayvon Walker. Neither of them would be in the top three for me. That's just my personal okay. opinion. Um, a couple first-round surprises for me specifically. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau was supposed to be the number one overall pick before he even went into Oregon. Obviously, dealt with some injuries while he was there. Didn't really play a full season, but he did impress well while in college. Um, he's one player I didn't think would drop as far as five. But I think the Giants got a really good player at defensive end. Kind of has some shades of Jason Pierre-Paul in him. I expect him to do some big things this coming year. I mean, I would agree with that. I think, um, I mean, I don't really have much more to say on Thibodeau. I, I would just agree with that. Personally, um, I kind of want to talk about what were the Patriots doing. Um, drafting Cole Strange um, in the first yeah. round. I mean, they got their guy. I mean, we can all agree on that. I guess they really wanted him, but they could have got him in the fourth round. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think they could have gotten him a lot later. I don't know what it is about... Offensive guards from Chattanooga? Chattanooga. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, with Bill Belichick, he got Logan Mankins. Uh, I'm sure you know of him. Yeah. Um, like, 15 years ago. I think it was. I think it was like 2006, so a little bit over 15 years ago. Got him in the draft. Very early, yeah. a lot earlier than he was projected, and Logan Mankins was a fantastic player. Um, I don't know if he was trying to find a diamond in the rough a little bit earlier, but like you said, I think they could have gotten him a round or two later, and they should have used that pick on either a wide receiver or a linebacker, possibly. Um, but, but, but that's the thing about the NFL draft, though. Like, Even if he turns out and turns out to be a great, great player, right? Yeah. Who else could you have gotten that could have been a great player in the first round because you could have taken Cole Strange in the third round? Exactly. You know I, mean? I, I totally agree with that, Phil. I think they could have gotten him a lot later, and if he does turn out to be a great player, they could have gotten another one in that first round. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could have gotten a steal, whatever. But I don't, I, I don't know. I think the Patriots might have hit the panic button. I don't know, maybe a little bit. Yeah, I think they maybe wanted to play it safe um, and get someone that they – would be tried and tested. I mean, um, that's fair. Um, any more? That, what? A lot of wide receivers taken in the first round. Oh yeah, but I mean, to be fair, the talent pool for the wide receivers is pretty, pretty uh, wide this year. But also, like, there is a lot of quality guys. The fact that Jahan Dotson is maybe the fourth or fifth best receiver in the draft is saying a lot because that is a skilled wide receiver. I just, I mean, anybody, all the wide receivers who got drafted in the first round, I can't look at any of them and be like, hey, they're going to be a bust, because I don't think they will be. I think all of them are going to be solid players in the NFL, contribute to their team quite a bit. Jahan, I mean, with uh, Carson Wentz throwing him some deep balls, I think he's going to have a decent rookie season. Um, Especially with Terry McLaurin taking some pressure off of him on the other side of the field. I mean, I would love to agree with you. Carson Wentz is the most inconsistent quarterback ever, so... We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. I think I'll put up some decent numbers for a rookie. I, I'd say probably around like 700 yards receiving, maybe like four to five touchdowns this season. Yep, yep. Um, any other uh, first round? I mean, really quickly, we any should probably go over. What? 
Any picks to the Steelers? First quarterback taken in the draft, uh, only quarterback taken in the first round, which was the latest in like 25, 30 which years. We, me and Noah are going to go ahead and get out in front of this because everybody's going to be like, oh, that was a reach, that was a reach. It might have been a reach a little bit, all right? But like the issue is is that the Steelers needed a quarterback. We just We just lost our generational quarterback, right? And on top yeah. of that, one of our backup quarterbacks died. So, like, we we need to fill the quarterback room. Kenny Pickett, I think, is the most NFL-ready quarterback. Do I think he has the highest ceiling? Maybe not. Maybe it's Malik Willis. Who knows? I do think Kenny Pickett is a really, really good fit for what Pittsburgh wants to do offensively, though. I totally agree with that. I think Pickett is a safe option here. Malik Willis has a, definitely a higher ceiling, I think, with his athletic ability and how strong his arm is. But a Pittsburgh kid, you love to see a hometown kid drafted by their team. You probably always want to play for them their entire life. And, yeah, we have Kenny Pickett playing for the Steelers after playing with the Pitt Panthers. So Absolutely. So it's a pretty good story. I think he will be a solid quarterback option next year. Yep. Who knows if he will start or not. Um, might learn under Trubisky for a year. But I'm excited to see what he does. All right. So, obviously, there was a lot more players drafted in the first round. Those were the most intriguing things for us. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go to round two. Noah, you were talking to me earlier about the Brees Hall pick. What do you think about that? Uh, Brees Hall is someone that I don't think is obviously a bad player. He had to have been decent to be picked this high in the yeah. draft. I think. Yeah, that's fair. I think the Jets could have picked some other talent. I like Brian Robinson from Alabama, and I know he got drafted a little bit later down the list. I liked him specifically. Alabama running backs, yeah, they do go to the NFL. Some of them turn out to be bust, but for the main part, they turn out, they show out in the NFL. Um, I think Brees Hall was a little bit of a stretch. I don't know how he's going to do with the Jets. I think they're a team that's definitely rebuilding and getting some youth, so I, I am excited to see what the Jets do in the next couple of years and how they build that roster. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think a couple. I think teams started hitting the panic button a little bit in the second round because of how many wide receivers went in the first round. I just want me and Noah already disagreed on this off um, off the podcast, off the recording. But um, personally, I think a couple guys. I'm not going to go too big into it. Alec Pierce to the Colts, and then who was it? Was it Sky Moore to the Chiefs? I think they both reached a little bit. Now, obviously, I don't think these are bad players. I want to reiterate that. I think they could both end up being good NFL players. I just personally do not think they're second-round talents. Personally, that is just where I am at. I, as a Colts fan, I do see how Alec Pierce could be a little bit of a stretch um, as a jump ball wide receiver. Who That's primarily what he did in college. In the NFL, it's a totally different game. could go different ways. Um Looking a little bit down the list, we got two Cooks drafted in a row. I like that second one a lot. I think the Bills might have found their next, and I'm going to say it, I think the Bills might have found their next star running back. Uh, um, yeah, okay, that's fair. I start for a little bit. I think James Cook is an exceptional talent. I think uh, he starts right off the bat for this team, and I think he could make some noise this season. I'm worried because he was never a three-down back at Georgia because Georgia had so many talented backs. So we never truly got to see how James Cook would be if he was the bell cow, right? Um, I think if you give him a bell cow, well, okay. So with Josh Allen, you don't really have a bell cow role. You're not going to have a three-down back with offense that can run the triple option, such as the Buffalo Bills offense. But I do think in, uh, they're, they're kind of like a two-down two back role. Um, I think he could make some noise. I think... Don't get me wrong, I think he's a good running back. I just don't think he's going to be like Derrick Henry or anything. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. He obviously, he's a little bit, uh, sorry, I shouldn't say a little bit. He's a lot smaller than Derrick Henry. But he is fast. Um, he's fast and he has yeah. good hands out of the backfield, which I think he's a perfect fit for the Bills. Yeah, I, I definitely like him. I think he could fit right into that offense really well. He might not rush for a lot of yardage, but I expect this guy to get a lot of end zone looks, um, whether it be off like little wheel routes, um, check downs, whatever it may be. I think he's going to be a really good quarter, or really good running back. Um, I let, I just want to wrap up the second round real quick. Uh, the fact that you took uh, the Broncos last pick of the second round took an Oklahoma linebacker. I don't know who this kid is. He might end up being good, but the fact that he's an Oklahoma linebacker makes me think otherwise. Oklahoma's defense is always terrible. So what well, makes you think? The ball plays zero defense. So. so what makes you think he's ready for the NFL? That's my point. Yeah. Well, and then you have two picks later. You have Brian Asamoah, an inside linebacker for Oklahoma as well. I've heard good things about this kid as well. But once again, Oklahoma linebacker, they give up like 50 points a game. How I just can't, I can't get past Oklahoma linebacker. You say those words to me and I'm not drafting them. Yeah. That, that's just me personally. I can't get past it. Uh, a couple picks in this third round. I'm sure we have two or three to to talk about. Um, I will I will talk about a couple of the Colts picks real quick. Jelani Woods from Virginia, insanely athletic and tall tight end. Excited to see what he can do this year. Um, Desmond Ritter going to the Falcons. I'm not sure if he will be their starter coming into this year. I think he. Has no, I think I, I think he's a developmental. A uh, piece yeah. there, a developmental piece for him. I could see that. He's he seems like a guy that wants to learn. He seems like a guy that wants to work hard. I think he could maybe turn into a decent NFL quarterback at some point. I want to see what he does. And then last, yes, I'm going to go into the, another uh, Colts pick that they traded for in this draft, Bernard Ryman. Insane. He was a tight end recruited into uh, college, and he ended up as an offensive tackle. Although he's still working on his footwork and and spill skills specifically as an offensive lineman, I think he's got the athleticism to make up for a little bit of that at the beginning. And the Colts are really good at developing offensive linemen. Um, they've had one of the best O lines in the the last five years. So I'm excited to see what they can do. With okay, them. I'm going to cut you off because this isn't a, a truly just Colts podcast. First I'm of Colts, all, baby. Yeah, well, they're just going to be mediocre again. Anyways, um. What I think the I think I think this might end up being a sneaky good pick or a pick where you just really look stupid. Matt Corral to the Panthers, uh 30th in the third round. I think this could end up being a sneaky good pick because I saw him play a couple times in college. Kids athletic, kids got a little bit of arm strength, he's a competitor. I think he could end up being a pretty good NFL quarterback. I'm not saying he's a top-tier talent. But I do think this could have been a sneaky good pick by the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. I think it could be very good as well. Um, Phil, are you ready to wrap up, wrap up on the draft there? Just a couple more little uh, facts. I love that the Green Bay Packers did not surround Aaron Rodgers with weapons. Um, they probably did what was best for their franchise and building their team. But if I was Aaron Rodgers, man, they traded Devontae Adams and they didn't really replace him. I'm thinking, fuck. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's a Packers fault for keep trying to sign him for uh, the franchise tag and not actually giving him a deal. Yes, and um, also Nakobe Dean going in the third round is absolutely insane. I don't care if he has injury problems or not. The talent is there. Uh, that is an absolute steal in the third round. They literally got a plug-and-play guy inside linebacker who's already better than half the inside linebackers in the league. So 
Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's an incredible steal in the third round. Hopefully he gets healthy. We're wishing him the best. One last thing, one last tidbit. This In all of the players drafted in the draft, Texas did not have one single player drafted. I'd love to hear that. Isn't that incredible? For uh, what, what people think is a major program, right? A major program. When people even, I know Texas hasn't been up to what they used to be, but when people hear Texas, right, they think, man, good football program. Or they're like, hey, remember Texas National Championships from 2005, whoever. You know what I mean? But um, the fact that they don't have anybody drafted in any of the seven rounds, I'm not even talking about a first round, second round, third round. I'm talking any of the seven rounds, any of the 262 players selected, that's embarrassing. As a, what's supposed to be a top school, that is embarrassing. Oh, Phil, uh, and I'm sure everyone knows this is now, I think the Eagles made out in the draft very well. Yeah. And especially picking up A.J. Brown, a star wide receiver in the NFL, is still really... Well, but really, they really also awesome. just had a good draft. I understand that trade worked out for them, but that, like, they're, the people they picked was Jordan Davis, great draft pick, in my opinion. Yeah, um, the, the Eagles had themselves a weekend. I Obviously, every team's competitive in the NFC East. So I'm putting a future bet on the Eagles to win the there. division over the Cowboys. Future bet. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, we will see what happens there. All uh, right. Let's get on the NHL. Yes. Ready for that? Yeah, because guess what? Uh, uh, playoffs start. We're recording, obviously, guys, on a Sunday. Playoffs start Monday, which is tomorrow. Very, very pumped. Very, very pumped. Um... I've been. This is the most hockey I've watched in my entire life, as trying to be a dedicated sports podcaster for you guys. First round matchups. Me and Noah are gonna go through them. Just think who who's gonna win the series. Maybe mention a few players, but it's gonna be pretty quick. Pretty quick. Uh, quick fire here. Noah, first matchup: Bruins Hurricanes. I like the Canes in this one. I think the Canes are a solid team. They made a little bit of a deep run last year as well. Uh, the Bruins obviously have the talent to go far, but how I, many games? A lot of a lot of their great players are aging right now. I like Sebastian Ajo and the uh, Canes to win this first round. I it's going to be a competitive series, but I see a six game win for the Canes. Give me an upset in the first round. Give me Bruins in six games. Wow. All right. Um, Next we got Lightning Maple Leafs. I'm going to go out on a limb right here as well. Um, I, sorry, I didn't go out on a limb on the last one, but I'm going out on a limb here. I like the Lightning to take this. Um, they're just a fantastic team. And I think they beat the Maple Leafs. They have Steven Stamkos, Old God, Victor Hedman defensively. Um, I just like them taking this. I think it's in a five-game series. Lightning take this. They're going to take the first two games in Toronto. That's interesting because I'm going complete opposite with the Maple Leafs five games. Austin Matthews. Fuck Austin Matthews. Nope, dude. no, no. Get out of my face. Austin Matthews. Five games, takes it. I think, I think you know what? I think it's going to be a whopping, which a whopping is a series win in five games or less or six games, but two of your wins are huge blowouts. That's what a whopping is? Is that by definition? That's by definition. Uh, credit to part of my take for that. Uh, Barstool Big Cat, PFT commentator, um, or commenter, sorry. Um, yeah, no, that's a whopping. I think Maple Leafs win series in a whopping. All right. Blues Wild, who you got? 
This is the Wilds' year. I've enjoyed watching this team play. Um, oh, no, dude. The Wilds' no, year? Dude, Are you the Blue, serious, bro? The Blues bro? have been hot lately, but I like the Wild. They never make the playoffs. I think this is a year for them to win a round. I don't think they go further than that, but I think they win a round. All right, give me... You know, I'll go with the... Uh, give me give me Blues in seven games. Give me Blues in seven. I think it's going to be an ultra-competitive series. I, I, I think really the Wild take it at seven, being at home, but we will see how that goes. I think that that series could go either way. All right, Kings Oilers. I don't even. I hope you don't even question this. Uh, Connor McDavid's finally going to win a series. Oilers, um, Oilers. I think it's going to. I think it's going to be Oilers in five games. I don't think it's going to be really. That I, close. I could see an Oilers sweep right here. I really like them this. this yeah, I, I think we can both agree it's going to be an Oilers whopping. Yeah, agreed. Stamp of approval, whomping from Noah and I. We we don't agree that often, so everybody enjoy that. Um, right, we got the second round series. We got second round, second day of the first round series. Pens Rangers, Phil. Give me Pens in six games. I know they've been absolutely awful against the Rangers in the regular season. Guess what? Throw that shit out the window. Regular season doesn't fucking matter anymore. Also, I'm a Pens fan, so I'm extremely biased. So take everything I say with a grain of salt in this series. All right. I I think the Rangers kind of struggle once they get to the postseason. Um, they do have a really good team this year, to be fair. Like they are they are really good. The Penguins, I think, with uh, Crosby and and uh, Malkin coming back, kind of to full strength there towards the end of the season. I think they have the poise. I think they have the experience in the playoffs, and I do think they get past the series. But I think this takes all seven games. Okay, interesting. I think it's going to be a really good series. These two teams don't like each other either. Capitals-Panthers. I think this is a pretty easy one in my opinion. Um, I'm taking Panthers in a sweep here. I'm taking Panthers in five. Dude, sweeping is so hard. Sweeping is so hard to do. It's um, difficult, but I like... The Panthers are my favorite to win the East, so I'm just going to say that out loud. I love this team. All right, Panthers. Whomping. Stamp of approval, Noah and I. You guys heard it here first. Predators Avalanche, I'm going Avalanche in what I would call my only sweep of the first round of the playoffs. Sorry, I'm dude. Nashville's Nashville's getting fucked in this series. I'm I don't a really care. Fan. Um I don't think they win the series. I think the Avalanche are a really, really solid team, and I'm sad this is their first round matchup. Dude, they have a uh, freaking Nathan McKinnon. The Preds, the Preds will take at least one game. I think they take two. No, no, not a chance. How much, can we can we do something on this, please? I say Avalanche win in five games or less, and you have to have it go above that. All right, and what what's the what's the wager right now? Uh, I don't uh I don't know something that the fans can see on Instagram, something we can do in like a dare that everybody can get involved with. What do you think? I will spend I will spend money to buy an Avalanche jersey. All right. I will spend money to buy a Predators jersey. Fair, and we have to take a picture and put it on Instagram and Twitter. Is that fair? That's fair. All right. So I have Avalanche in five games or less. So if they win in five games, I win. But if it goes through a sixth game, you automatically win. All right. Last Uh, series here, we have the Stars and Flames. I'm going Flames in six. The Stars are a really, really solid team. Nah, Flames, bro. It's the Flames season to do something. Also, it's a Canadian team, and I'll get to that in a minute, but I'm picking all Canadian teams. I think this is going seven. I will take the Flames in seven, but the Stars are a sneaky good team that have came on really late towards the se- the end of the season. Yeah, but Calgary's like been good all year. Like, I mean, they've been really good all year. 
So pick a favorite for the East and West. I like the Avalanche versus the Panthers in the Stanley Cup Finals. I like the Pens versus the Avalanche in the Stanley Cup Finals. Dude, you're such a fucking homer. Get out of here. Dude, this might be my last chance for Sidney Crosby and the gang to get it done. Leave me alone. Oh. All right. right, So, Phil, it's, it's time for your team of destiny, right? It is time for my team of destiny. Guys, team of destiny. It's actually teams of destiny this week. Whole country of Canada. NHL teams in Canada. I'm bringing, if the Pens don't win, I'm bringing a Stanley Cup to Canada. That is my promise. The Calgary Flames or the Edmonton Oilers. We're going to get it done. Or the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're going to get it done. And we're bringing a Stanley Cup back to Canada. That is my promise to Canada. If the pens come out, get get blown, get taken out of the playoffs. That's my promise. You're promising all of Canada. Yes, and I will hang a Canadian flag. I'll buy one. I'll hang as soon as the pens exit the playoffs. I'm going all Canada stuff. I might buy all three jerseys. All right. How do you all like right. that? Okay. I mean, I like Canada better than the United States. So. Mm. That was very patriotic of you. I just feel bad because they haven't won one in like 30 years and and hockey's supposed to be like their national sport. So, I mean, I feel like I just need to do Canada a favor as like a good person and a philanthropist and bring them a Stanley Cup if the Pens don't win it. The one thing I think's like really, really funny is you look at a lot of professional sports leagues, you look at like the NFL, NBA, um, and the majority of players are... American born, like majority, heavy majority, and then you go to hockey, and I'm, I'm just, I would decide to go over some rosters the other day to see just how many American players there are, and it is far to none. Like ninety percent of all of these teams are made up of Canadian, Swedish, Ru- Russian players. Like very few Americans in the NHL. Yeah, well, that's okay, cause, I, dude, I love the freaking NHL. It's like I just love that this sport allows people to fight and hit each other, and it's a fast-tempo game, and sometimes you can't see the puck. Who gives a fuck? You I, know? I love the NHL because it doesn't matter how athletic you are. You have to have skill. And the refs, don't, and the refs don't just call soft fouls. They don't do that in the NHL. Oh, you could lose three teeth, and they ain't calling shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, the NBA, in my... You know what? This can be our transition. The NBA, like... Dude, it's so hard to watch with how the refs... Like, I just, I hate it sometimes. I really do. It's hard to put into words. I would say, we both think sports are fixed. NBA, you see a superstar get three or four fouls in the first half. They ain't getting a call against them in the second half. It's just that simple, guys. Giannis should have fouled out by halftime today. We'll go over real quickly the first round matchups. Um, the Bucks. we'll, we'll kind of break it down real quick. The Bucks. The Bulls deserved to win that series. The Bucks were just a better team. Yeah. Um, and then the Celtics swept the Nets, which, as a Celtics fan, I was like, what the fuck? Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think we'd sweep the Nets. I think the Nets were a really solid team. Yeah, but they don't – They don't. that's the thing that I'll argue the most. I, I, look, I don't, I, I'm not going to say I thought it was going to be a sweep because that's pretty ballsy. But I, the Celtics just play so much better as a team than the Nets. So, yeah. So, and I think that showed, which I love. 
Um, uh, and the one thing I'm worried about is without, and I will say Giannis is a deal breaker, and, and everyone will say in every series, but I'm not saying just how good he is at scoring the ball. Um, the Celtics were able to get to the rim a lot against the Nets. They don't. They didn't really have a rim protector. Like Claxton's a good up-and-coming player. Can't hit free throws worth shit, but he's a good up-and-coming player. Defends the rim like pretty well. But then you have a guy like Giannis. The Celtics shot 53s today. 50. I don't think I've ever seen a team shoot that many threes in a basketball game. 18 for 50 isn't a terrible percentage. Phil, if you look at the Celtics today, they made 10 two-point baskets, and like two or three of those were in the last couple of minutes. Well, there's a reason they only scored, what, 87 points? So... They scored 89, but even at that... Oh, yeah, that's still bad, though. The Celtics shot so many threes, and I'm telling you right now, they shot 50 threes. They they shot 34 twos. So are you now concerned as a Celtics fan about this round two matchup? As a Celtics fan, I'm terrified, because we're really good at getting getting to the rim and and making contested shots and stuff like that, but Giannis had like five or six blocks today. Every single player that went in for the Celtics for a layup or a jump shot, even inside 10 feet, they were terrified. They had to, they kicked out shots like Giannis is a force to be reckoned with. He's a monster down low, and it creates matchup issues everywhere on the field. Okay, well, before we go too much into round two, go ahead, swiftly go over who made it past round one. Obviously, the Bucks and Celtics did. Yeah, um... um we got Warriors and Grizzlies who who made it through. Warriors beat the Nuggets in five games. It really wasn't a competitive series. The Warriors are back to being the Warriors. Jordan Poole looks freaking amazing for them, by the way. Yeah, scored 30-plus today. And then the team that they played and beat by one point, sorry about your bad beat, Phil, the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, really, the best series, I'd say, of the first round was uh, Grizzlies versus the T-Wolves. T-Wolves put up a good fight, but... Um, John Morant and that younger team ended up pulling through. I think this Warrior series with them is going to be very, very good. Okay. I mean, I think the Warriors are... At, the, what? Sorry? And, uh, I was going to say we have two more matchups coming up right after that. All right, well, what are they? We have the Sixers versus the Heat. Heat beat the... Oh, fuck, who'd they play? The um, Hawks. Who? The Hawks. Oh, yeah, Hawks. Heat beat the Hawks in... Five, correct or six? I don't. It was definitely not six. I remember the Hawks only winning one. So. Yeah. Okay. So they they beat them in five. The Heat. Re- yeah, it was five games. Um, Fuck that. Breath, I really don't think without a superstar Fuck that they'd be that, that good. Yeah. J- Jimmy Butler's solid, but like. They don't have a superstar. They're a good team. No, they they play they, play, they play okay. But to be fair, they're they're a lot like the Celtics. So. I, I would take that with a grain of salt. They're a very good team. Um, we'll see how that, far that takes them. Um, who else we have? Well, I was going to say last thing, the Sixers. Um, everyone thought after they dropped two games after being up 3-0 that they were going to drop the last one. Like, yeah. Just, just, just look at it. Like, they're a good team. They're a solid team. Without Envy these first two games, I think against the Heat team that plays great team basketball – uh, I think the Heat take and go up 2-0 in the series, especially playing at home. Yeah. And then the last series, we have the Mavericks, who beat both these teams one in six games, the Mavericks and Suns. They beat the Jazz and Pelicans, respectively. Suns took a lot more games than I thought it would. I thought it would be a sweep. Well, Devin Booker was hurt, so don't like don't yeah. even compare that. That's not fair. Yeah. 
I mean, it, but in that last game, CP3 carried. He went like 13 for 13. And I know and I know everybody's about to get on me and be like, oh, Phil, do you even watch the NBA? Yes, I watch the NBA. I know Luka was hurt. They were playing the fucking Jazz. They don't, the, if you've watched the Jazz the last like three months, they don't like each other. They want yeah, the, the season Jazz, to be over. The Jazz don't click well together. I, I wish better for Donovan Mitchell, but it's just they don't mesh well. They have a lot of solid players put together, but they just they don't work well as a team. All right, Noah, let's go ahead and coming out of the East and West, Phil. Well, I was just gonna say let's go ahead and give our second round predictions. All right, you go first. Uh, I think Bucks win in six against the Celtics. Okay. What do you think? With the with Middleton coming back, um, dude, I'm having some issues with this. Like, I want to go, want to go with my heart. My heart's on me Celtics in seven, but no. if I'm being realistic, as much as I love them, the matchup problems that are well, the matchup problems that exist with Giannis, let's, let's be real. If the Celtics win, shoot fifty threes, they're not going to win a game. So Bucks, Bucks win in five. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, Warriors, Grizzlies. I think Warriors win in. Uh, I think Warriors win in five. Actually, I think they get it done. I like Warriors in six. Um, I think they win. The Warriors are the Warriors again. That's all I'm going to say. They're healthy. Yeah. So Everyone was saying, oh, Draymond got kicked out and they still won. Draymond fucking sucks. Everyone who thinks he's good, he's not. He's an all right, all around player, but the, he's dirty as shit and he should have been ejected. The so three headed monster of Jordan Poole, uh, freaking uh, Clay Thompson, Thompson, and Steph Curry, like that might be the most wet splash brother experience ever. So, I agree with that. They're solid players. Now, if the, now if the Warriors shoot 53s, I think they're going to win a lot of games. That's the difference yeah. there. All right. Yeah. Um, I like the I like the Warriors in six as well. Or you said five. I like Warriors in six. All right. Sixers Heat. Uh, Sixers Heat. If if Embiid comes back before the third game, give me Sixers in seven. All right. I'm taking the Heat in five. Actually, I think. Specifically with Embiid, Embiid is ruled out the first two games as far as they said. I don't think there's a chance that he plays. Yeah. Uh, I think that he take those first two. Yeah. And I think they, they steal one yeah. in Philly, and yeah. then they win game five at home. So I like I like the Heat at, in five. I don't think they make the Eastern Conference Finals. Whoever wins that Celtics series is going to the Finals. Okay, uh, Mavericks, Suns. Suns in five. Give, give me Suns in five as long as Devin Booker continues to play. I think that's fair. Yeah. I'd but, agree with that as well. Doncic is a stud, but he his team has been like lifting themselves up to play around him, and I that's the reason they won that Jazz series. You had guys like Maxi Kleba, um, Do, like Dorian Finney-Smith. Yes, uh, Jalen Brunson out of all of them. Like, yep, he's been having some guys step up in the clutch and play well. So I'm excited to see that series. I do hope the Mavericks go far, but I think the Suns are just overall a better team. I'm, I'm not, like, I do this for you guys. I'm not excited to see any series. The NBA's dog shit. Um, I'm excited for the NHL playoffs. Um, I'm also excited for Major League Baseball, which is currently going on. Me and Noah aren't going to get too much into it. The same teams are pretty good this year. You know, Dodgers, Yankees, same shit, different season. Um, we will get more into that as other sports finish because we're in the playoffs of the NBA and NHL right now, so that's going to take a lot of our time. Noah, go ahead and update everybody about what's going on with our Twitter. 
Alright guys, so Phil's been dropping his picks on our Twitter account. It's at Sticky Sports Side, kind of the same as all of our social medias. Uh, Phil was 50 point, what was it, 2 or 4? 50.4, I think, units, units positive in April. So the second we started dropping the picks, Phil had like 80 or 90% of his days were positive, and we ended on a great note. Today, to start May, not the most ideal of starts, but I'm sure we will pick it right But can we agree I had a couple bad beats? Like, it took a couple bad beats to fuck me today to get my streak off. Yeah, Uh, yeah, follow our Twitter. We'll be releasing on there. We will release, I think, once a week on uh, Instagram and kind of going forward with that. Uh, First off, I want to say apologize for kind of like the longer podcast for you guys. We just, we have a lot to talk about right now. And moving forward, our podcast should be between 20 to 30 minutes. Um, just had a, a lot to dive into after taking taking that break. So just excited to, to get back in the lab and start creating some content for you guys. And I will lead this into my bad take of the week. So my bad take everyone's gonna say oh like there's a cap for everyone there's a hard cap no there's not a hard cap everyone says hard cap teams can go over it and it's it's bullshit i think there should be a hard cap in every professional sport doesn't matter your bankroll like the yankees red sox la dodgers fuck those teams like i'm sorry that your owners have a shit ton of money and can spend them on players i'm sorry that uh, the owner of the pirates can't spend as much money yes that's just because they're close to home but there's, there's a lot of other teams that can't for some of these big name players um the nfl is a little bit different obviously there's a closer of a hard cap everything like that but teams are able to go over it and they they pay a fine and, and that's as simple as it is there needs to be a hard cap and if you go over that hard cap and make the playoffs that year okay that's that's my bad take is if there needs to be a hard cap set it i'm just just, just for shits and giggles a payroll for an nfl roster should be set at 200 million dollars if you go over that over the course of the season and pay more than that, you shouldn't be able to make playoffs. You shouldn't be able to pay players extra because you are a big-name franchise in a big market city. So why, are you, why, why are you pinpointing the NFL when Major League Baseball is clearly this, like, the league that needs to do it the most? Well, no, no, I'm, I'm pointing that because like, they're closer than that. But I'm saying, like, yes, baseball needs to do that, too. There needs to be a hard cap. No, baseball, baseball needs to do it the most. Like, they I don't have no, any salary cap. I don't know what a normal major league payroll should be, so I just said because most teams in the NFL are between, like, 180 and 210. Well, so. l- let's look at it this way. The Yankees' payroll is literally 15 times the Pirates. How in yeah, the hell is that shit. fair? We need to even that out. I mean, like, you're... I mean, it's it's insane. I agree with Noah, actually. Uh, I don't think it's a dumb take. I think that salary cap is a complicated issue, but I do think... If we want professional sports to be as competitive as possible, I think the most danger. I think the league that needs it the most is Major League Baseball. They already have a salary cap in place for hockey and NFL. No one wants it to be a little bit stricter, which is fine, whatever. But Major League Baseball doesn't have one, so to me, that's yeah. that. That's just a big red flag. Yeah, but, that's dog shit. Um, yeah, that's that's my bad take of the week, guys. Um, I'm not sure if it's a bad take, to be honest with you. This might I mean, be your first I, ever I, good I take. Like, I feel like there's been several takes that I've had that I, I've thought have been bad. They're controversial. How about that? That's yeah. a little bit better. I know Yankees fans are going to be like, no, we're rich. Like, let's keep fucking signing good players. I'm like, 
Go beat off the Babe Ruth. Oh, okay. All right. Well, with that, we are going to wrap up. Noah, incredible dumb take of the week there. We, we, I think I can speak for Noah and I. We are so excited to be back. We have a lot of new things going. This is going to be a completely revamped thing. We've already started in plans for uh, a merch drop. We have new graphics coming out. Um, sports betting on Twitter. I'm going to have the TikTok going. Instagram's going to be doing previews of our podcast. We are very, very excited to bring this new product to you guys. Noah, what do you have? Yeah, very excited to get this new product rolling out for you guys. Uh, yeah, keep an eye out for our merch. We will be dropping that on our Instagram as well. We'll uh, publicize it on Twitter and probably... I'm pretty sure we're going to be making a website for that, so just keep an eye out. Yes, yes, we will be on, on the rise with that. Um, that. We will obviously let you guys know when that drops. We'll probably be, be doing a small drop at first, um, about 10 items for, I'd say, like sweatshirt, long sleeve shirt slash t-shirt, or a hat. Um, so keep an eye out for that because I... I'm assuming that might sell out quickly. Wink, wink. So, all right, guys. So let us know if you want that. We'll, we'll obviously make it a fair price for you guys. Um, and yeah, we're excited to to get this new product off the ground and just look for all of our updates. So, thank you guys so much. Yes, absolutely. And without any further ado, let's get on that gravy train, guys. Look out for those Twitter picks. I am trying my best to make you guys money. Up on it, you sexy people. All right. Ah!